The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over a so-called fantasy experts. On the line, my co-host is here. Let's bring him on. AJ Applegarth. What's going on, man? Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, not too much, man. Watching the O's not get destroyed, thankfully. Unlike last night, that was uh, that was really, really, really bad. <laughs> so yeah, let's uh, let's not do that again. Stra- strangely enough, it's Ubaldo Jimenez actually pitching well, mm-hmm. and Gosman is the one that got slaughtered. So see how long that lasts. Ubaldo's usually good through yeah. about four, and then he completely falls apart. So. We'll see what happens. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> but uh, anyway, man, cool. um, we have a a jam packed show tonight. Uh, <clears throat> going to start off with the Starling Marte eighty game suspension, man. Uh, this one. This one definitely came out of nowhere. I was not expecting somebody like him to get it. But you know what, though? Same could be said for D. Gordon last year. Like, nobody would have thought somebody like D. Gordon would be taking PEDs. Um, but he did. He got caught. He's now gone for 80 games. Um, what's, what's your take on this, man? Like, uh, I mean, get, you hanging on to this guy in, in – in standard leagues, deeper leagues, what what, what are you doing with him? I mean, in a in a deeper league, I think you have to. Um, if you're looking at, I mean, depending on the the amount of roster space in a 12 team league, would dictate you know if you have enough of a bench that you can make this work for you, then then I'm holding him in a 12 team or two. I'm not opposed to dropping him in 12. If you're in a 14, 16 team league or more, I mean, you, you kind of have to hold on to him, I feel like, because you're not going to get a first or second round talent, more more second round, I feel like, yeah, just off of the waiver wire. I mean, it, it stinks because everybody somewhere along the lines gets either lacking production or injuries uh, out of their their earlier round pick. So this is that year where you're a owner, and that's what's happening to you. So uh, I, mean, I, I don't I don't like it, but thankfully I don't own him in any of the leagues. Dynasty league, you're definitely holding on to him. Um, burn a bench spot again, but still, you can't you can't get rid of them. Yeah, I'm um, having trouble hearing you. You're kind of cutting in and out again. Um, you got to get your your new. We 
apparently you have a, a black hole of a basement at this new house. So we got to get you off of phone and onto computer stuff here soon with with our audio here. But but we will we'll get through this. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean I I think you pretty much agreed with everything that I said in the article, which I'm pretty sure you didn't read. So this just so happens that you, you do agree with it. Yeah. In, in standard leagues, I think you got to let him go. He's, you know, he's not going to be DL eligible. Like that's, that's the big deal is he's just suspended. So even if you have DL spots in a 10, 12 team league, um, it's hard to hold on to him. You're still not getting first, second round, even third, fourth round talent off the waiver wire in those types of leagues. Most of the time, yeah. you know, if somebody gets crazy and drops somebody, you could get lucky. Um, but you know, in in a deeper league, I think I just kind of hold for now. I mean, there's just not much out there, really. There's not gonna be. So I I kind of just I think I would just wait and see if something comes out and see if you can hold him. If uh, if nothing comes around that's, that's worth picking up. You know, if you get desperate, you get hit with a bunch of injuries. You get hit with a bunch of other, you know, guys that are going to be out, you know, three or four weeks for, you know, a little while here. Yeah, maybe you make the move. You get desperate. You need, you just need healthy bodies at that point. Then maybe, yeah, you drop Marzi. But look, there's just, there's going to be nothing out there that, that's worth grabbing at this point. Excuse me. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a huge blow to the Pirates. Now they're going to move McCutcheon. Back to center field, um, and they're playing. What, what's his name? Uh, oh man, I just blanked on the on the guy the guy that's getting most of the playing time now for them. But it's um, why well, I'm totally blanking on the dude's name. I just wrote about him too, so this is actually kind of pissing me off. But. Uh, the the guy the guy that you you ultimately want to watch out for is is going to be Austin Meadows. Now he he's their their big prospect in the minor leagues. He's kind of struggling right now, but you know right now the the Pirates have said keep him down. We're not going to bring him up. He's not ready. And and look, a lot of that's obviously arbitration. You don't want to start the clock, all that kind of stuff. So. I get it. The Pirates clearly aren't going to be a very good team this year. They've they've been shut down by just about everybody. So, you know, let keep him down for a little while. But look, he's going to get called up, and this is only going to accelerate him getting called up. It's going to happen when he does. That might be the guy I make the swap for with Marte. Uh, you know, he he can make a big difference. But the guy that's playing now, I, I just looked it up. His name's Adam Frazier. He. He's nothing special. He's not going to have a lot of power, maybe a little bit of speed. He actually batted leadoff the other day. I don't know if he did today or not. I didn't get a chance to look. But, uh, you know, he's he's just not going to be anything all that great. I mean, people are going to go out there and get him because he's playing. And in your deeper leagues, sure, I get it. Why not? You know, you a guy batting leadoff, that's, that's valuable regardless. Uh, actually, he did not bat leadoff today. He batted. Oh, he didn't even play today, actually. <laughs> so, so there's that. So never mind. They they played Jaso in right field. Polanco left. 
McCutcheon center. So there you go. Even more of a reason not to pick him up. He didn't, he's not, doesn't even look like he's going to play every day. So it is what it is, man. You know, it's, it's a big, it's a big blow, but um, you got to move on. This stuff happens. So, but our big topic for the night is, uh, is something that, that you and I have been kind of going back and forth on, you know, not, unintentionally it's just different league setups that we're in and and just commissioners setting things up that it's kind of like mm, I don't know and 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 commissioner is not reacting not responding you know we've all been in leagues before even in the past where just things aren't really going as we hoped um and, and and look, you know, it's, some of that's on us too because we should have realized it before the league even started, you know, to, to look at some of this stuff. But in your case, and, I, and I'll let you kind of go off, go on about this a little more and explain a little more, but in your case, I think you did try and do it and you had some issues with said commissioner. And, and that's what we're going to talk about. It's just kind of the – the how to be a good commissioner. So I'll let you have the floor, kind of explain how we got to this topic and why we're bringing this, this up a, you know, this is actually the second time we've done this, but it's a good topic to go through. We've got more points to to talk about and I will let you have the floor. Yeah, man. Um, so hopefully this comes through and completeness. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I jumped in a new league this year, and uh, it's one that I, I talked about, you know, a lot with uh, my one buddy last year, and another friend of ours is the one who's the commissioner of the league, and you know, I, I just think I, I think he's like he's there, but he's he's not really as attentive as he needs to be. And, you know, that's why this year my buddy has kind of taken on the role as assistant commissioner because he would call me last year. We'd be talking about all this stuff. And, you know, the guy was like, he was just getting so frustrated over these stupid rules or, you know, things that were going on and he had no control over. And it was just, you know, come on, what is going on? And, you know, he'd try to reach out to the guy he he wouldn't be there to, you know, take his calls or his texts. He wouldn't respond to them in a timely manner. Um, so it was just it was just ridiculous. So, you know, I was like, all right, man, let me jump in this league next year. I, I, I want to get in this league. I want to see what all this stuff is so I can try to help you guys figure out what you need to do. And not, not that I'm, you know, some kind of holier-than-thou expert at being a commish, but – I, I do have to pat myself on the back because I feel like I am a very good commish in my football league that I run. So, you know, everybody enjoys the league. Nobody really complains about what's going on, you know, what the rules are and all of this, unless it's, um, you know, um, unless it's something that I have over like like I ran into something this past year that was a tiebreaker scenario and I never heard 
heard anything back and forth from from ESPN. Um, so hopefully, it's something that you got to be on. If you're going to be a commissioner of the league, you need to make sure that you can dedicate time and and be the commission. So I don't know. That, I don't know how else to, to put it. That's the best way I think to say. Yeah, we're we're losing you, man. Um, I don't know if there's any other room in the house you can get to, but it's really bad. Can you hear me now? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we're getting you, but it's it's really in and out at the end here. But yeah, man, I, I, I it it is frustrating. I took my headphones off, so I don't know if this is any better or not. No, dude, I I think it's literally your phone signal. Uh, we we got to get you off of cell phone for this and and onto a better onto computer audio, but uh, we'll we'll work on that. But uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, yeah, that that is that is my number one point in all of this. It is is kind of what you said is is look when you ultimately decide to be a commissioner for fantasy baseball or fantasy football the number one thing that you have to do is be responsive. You cannot ignore people's texts, phone calls, emails. You are basically a manager. Um, and you have to be able to respond to anything is ridiculous and look I have been in leagues where I have wanted to yell and scream at owners you included (laughs) no offense AJ but you included where like people do stuff and you're just like what in the hell and they so I get it it's frustrating at times to be a commissioner it's hard it's hard being a fantasy commissioner if you do it right but you have to try. You have to communicate rule changes, um, things that come up in the middle of the year. You know, to, you have to be able to settle debates. You kind of have to be, you have to be a little bit of a parent of everybody. Like as silly as that sounds, because we're all adults playing this, you kind of have to be a little bit of a parent because there are squabbles that come up every now and then. You know, people bitching, fighting, you know, with each other in these leagues, you know, over trades, over, oh, my God, this rule that I didn't know existed, blah, 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 this is a loophole, how is everybody doing this? And it's like, dude, this has been a, a rule forever. Like, you need to calm down. People just, they act like children sometimes. And you have to be able to control that. You know, but being responsive, communicating is the number one thing in my book. And I don't know if you agree with that, if there's anything else that comes to the number one for you, but that's number one for me. Yeah. For, for me, it's definitely make sure that you can respond to people, make sure that you are able to communicate. I don't know if my communicating right now is even working, but <laughs> it is. Um, we got you now. All right. Uh, I'm over standing closer to a window, so maybe my signal's a little better here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you need to you need to respond to people, and and, and not just 
you know, like your assistant commissioner, you, you have to respond to people in the league. Like if you have questions about stuff or, you know, there's, there's some kind of funky shenanigans going on, you need to be able to get involved and, and voice your opinion and let people know, Hey, this is how this is going to be. Uh, one, the best way to do that, uh, that I've seen, you know, articles on and everything like that is to have a constitution for your league. And I personally, actually, even though I'm preaching it right now, I don't have one for my football league. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't have them for anything. It's, it's the same group of guys, thankfully, you know, that have been in this league for the past at least five to seven years, I feel like. Maybe, maybe that's pushing it a little bit. Um, but it's been, it's been a lot of, you know, most of the time there's always turnover in leagues too. So that's another thing that comes in as far as the managerial side. You have mm-hmm. to be able to manage the turnover and find good replacements, like people that want to be in the league. That's part of being a good commish. I mean, you can go out and find anybody off the internet and say, hey, you want to jump in the league? If it's someone you don't know, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, but, I mean, it's, always, it's hard to always find somebody that you do know. Um, but regardless, I mean, it's just a matter of being there, being responsible, being responsive, and and running it and to the best of your ability. Uh, I mean, if you're a super busy person and you enjoy fantasy sports, don't be a commit. Just play the game and and yeah. let it be somebody else's problem. Um, but you know, we were we were trying to set something up where you know I jumped in because I just looked at the scoring for the league. You know, right when I got the initial invite, that was the first thing I did. Went to check the scoring, see what was there, see what is, you know, what's different about what I'm used to, and, you know, not necessarily come in there and say, oh, well, you've got to change it to this, this, and this. You know, that's not, that that wasn't my plan, but I did want to just point things out and say, hey, maybe we should look at this or maybe this could be a little different and it would help make the league better. You know, I wasn't trying to come in and just take over the league, but I do want to look at it from the standpoint of, Hey, here's what I I've done in the past and here's what I know does work and everybody enjoys it. You know, can we change it a little bit or what can we do? with this specific item where we're not necessarily just flat out deleting it, but we're making it work for everybody involved and, and enhancing your league. Like that's kind of the way that I've looked at it. Yeah. And I've been in that situation too. I've gone, I've come into leagues that have been, I've even been in leagues that have been established. I think the league you're referring to has only been around for a couple of years at most. Uh, the league that, I mean, I was in, I joined yeah. a league that apparently had been established. This was football that had been established with a bunch of guys since college. Um, and this was before our time college. So this was probably, well, granted, this was like five years ago. Anyway, point is 
the league had been probably established for a good 10 plus years. Uh, I come in and they've got some really outdated old rules. Like I'm talking, they were letting people pick up players during games on Sunday. And dude, I had never been in a league like that. Never. And I didn't even think to look for that rule. So the first Sunday of the week, the first Sunday of the season, I remember this was the year that Alfred Morris was like a beast, a rookie for the Redskins. He got picked up during the game on Sunday, and I lost my mind. <laughs> I was like, what is this? You can't do that. I'm like, I'm on the road back from Virginia Tech because I, go, I was going to the games every Saturday. So I'm driving back, checking my scores. And, you know, Jody's in the car driving and I'm checking my scores and I checked the fantasy league. And I was like, wait, hold up. Somebody picked up somebody at like two thirty. That's, that's weird. I thought it was a, I thought it was a glitch. I was like, no, you guys are going to reset that. Right. They're like, no, that's, that's allowed. Well, I mean, look, I got a bunch of things changed for the better, but they, there's things like that where, you know, you've got to be able to, and that guy was like, that commissioner, he was like really pissed off that I was like coming in and trying to like change things. And I was like, look, you guys don't have to do anything. I'm just telling you from lots of experience and lots of leagues that I've been in, what tends to work and is more fair for everybody. Um, And I brought up this point. I said, are there, three or four teams that always tend to have the best players at the end of the season. And they, they answered me. Yes. And I said, Oh, well, guess what? That, you know why that is because you allow people to pick up people during the middle of the games. And I guarantee you it's the same four people that can sit there every Sunday and watch football games. When you guys were in college, that's different. You guys probably were hung over on Sundays watching football together and everybody was picking up players at the same time. Now, a bunch of us are married, have kids, can't do that crap all the time. You have to change the rules. And that's another thing. Be flexible. That is my second point that I want to make with this. Be flexible. Realize that changes need to be made. Look, a lot of, you know, as you and I are getting older, we're changing our leagues to the point where, look, we love this and we still want to do it. Other things have taken more importance, you know, taken time away from, from fantasy sports for us. We're both married. We both have kids who have very busy jobs at this point. I'm, I can't sit here and, and sit on it like I did when I was like first out of college and I had like pretty crappy jobs. And so I sat there and did nothing but stare at sports all day on a computer at my work. It seemed like so, I don't have that kind of flexibility and I don't think you do either. And a lot of people that we play with don't have that flexibility now. So, you know, we need to change the rules to not allow the random person that does in your league to abuse it and just be the only person making moves left and right. And like, you know, that kind of thing. So be flexible. That's, you know, that's just one example of being flexible. There's other ways, you know, take other people's opinion and, actually listen to it and think, Oh, well maybe that will work. Be flexible. Um, even if you yeah. don't like it, put if somebody wants the rule change, 
put it up for vote. Now, look, I mean, if somebody comes in and goes, I want to change it to a points league where home runs are worth 100 points, you can just be like, hey, you're on crack, and sorry, if you don't like it, you can get out of my league. Like, you can do that, and I would if somebody came at me crazy like that. But um, hopefully the people you're playing with aren't that crazy. No. But like, that's, and that's, that's a that's huge the one. extreme, obviously. But, you know, you yeah. do have the power as commission to be like, nah, dude, we're not doing that. But, you know, anything that is reasonable, just put it up for vote. If it passes, well, yeah. Tough. And that's the one good thing about it is because I am, you know, friends with this guy too, you know, we were trying to get something together where, you know, the three of us could really just sit on a conference call and kind of hash through these things. And that that's even the one thing that my other buddy, who's now the assistant, had brought up and said, hey, look, you know, uh, such and such is really flexible. You know, he, he's definitely open to making changes and trying to make the league better. So that is the good thing. And, and I was happy to hear that because like you said, you need to have that in a commissioner. So I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a bad commissioner because I've only been in this league for three weeks. Um, but I just think that the, the responsiveness needs to be better. Um, so far, that that's really the only thing I can knock at this point. Um, you know, if, after if the season, needed, done, I can, I'll that, tell you if if he if he needed to have a second commish because he wasn't responding, he shouldn't be commissioner in the first place. Look, you are backup commissioner for our fantasy six pack league. The only reason why I did that is because. Look, I do have a busy job. I can't respond all the time. Um, and I think I made you commish like three years ago when I went on vacation and then honestly just never made, never took you off. It was like, whatever, it doesn't hurt to keep yeah. you that way. Um, yeah, that's what it was. And and so I was like, yeah, look, fine. I went on vacation. I had a backup plan in case anything goes wrong. You can be more – I think I was going on a cruise even, so it was like worse. I had like no internet access. It was like I need you to – you know, take the reins for a little bit. Not that anything was going to happen, but it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, it. look, it, I don't want to sound like too much of a jerk, but like when it really comes down to it, don't be lazy. You just don't be lazy. Lazy commissioners ruin, ruin leagues. I've been in leagues that have completely folded because the commissioner isn't active, always does things at the last minute to get the league up and running. So like nobody gets excited draft times, you know, planned last minute. So people don't show up to the draft money. Isn't collected. That's huge pet peeve of mine. Collect your damn money. And if you don't collect money from people, they're not in the league anymore. Period. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Like, unless it was like a super major emergency and, but like people that just don't look, I have, I will not invite some of my best friends back to football leagues or fantasy leagues because they didn't pay. I've just been like, sorry, dude, you didn't pay. You're not, you're never getting invited back to a league of mine. They're still friends of mine. Well, they understand. They're like, cool. yeah, look, our leagues are only $20. I can't imagine some of these leagues are like a hundred, five hundred, thousands of dollars. People don't pay. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, 
that's my problem. Like, oh yeah. I mean, that's my problem with my football league. It's everybody does pay, but it's like pulling teeth to get payments from some of the people. And it just takes so long for a few of these guys to get it figured out. Uh, You know, the other guys right on top of it, they pay right away, you know, within the first couple weeks. Like I don't set the deadline of you have to pay by the draft or you have to pay by week one or I'm benching all of your players. I, I have made those threats in the past, but I don't think I've ever actually gone through with it because like I said, I know all these guys. I've known them for a long time. You know, it's the same group of guys, so I know that they're good for it, but it's like when are they good for it is what I don't know. And, yeah. you know, it comes down to it. You know, I don't, uh, <clears throat> the the uh, The few guys that have actually taken their sweet time in paying me, I just do the same thing to them at the end of the year because they they've they're good and they've had good teams and have won championships and it's like oh okay well you didn't pay me till October so I'm not going to send you your winnings until January you know maybe February I'm I'm going to see how I feel about it and I'm just going to hold their money and that's what I do and it's like nobody's ever complained about it because yeah, and they shouldn't I think that they yeah I think that they get it they're like oh yeah well I took two two months to pay him, you know, it's fine. But it's like, you know, don't come to me and say, oh, I won. Where's my money? It's like, well, I wanted your money back in September, and I didn't get it till October, you know, almost November. So, sorry, I'm just going to hold it and collect interest on it, and then, then I'll pay it out to you. <laughs> collect interest on it. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't actually collect interest. I know, I'm kidding. Anything, this but, is kind of funny. But, yeah, um, it's like, yeah, dude, that's, that's totally what I tell them because it's like, wait a minute, what? I'm totally yeah, agree with I, you. And, and, and the guy... I just want look, to touch look, on... Look, friend, oh, sorry. Say one more thing. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, I was going to just touch back on the um, the league that you were talking about with the pickups on Sunday. So I used to have a league that was like that, too. I, I had no idea what the waiver wire was, wanted nothing to do with it once I figured out what it was because I was in college along with everybody else in the league. And it's like, Hey, we're all sitting in front of a computer where we can all do this and that, but yeah, you have to change the league. The biggest thing that sucked about that was when like an Adrian Peterson owner loses him on week one. And then the, the somebody else who happens to be paying attention just runs out and scoops up, you know, Jarek McKinnon or Matt Asiata or whoever the hell the backup was when you know his first injury happened and this actually was a thing. Um, right. But it's like you can't you can't have that unfairness when you're just purposely screwing you know potentially yourself if you're the owner <laughs> of that injured player. Bingo. And you're doing something that day or you don't have you know the Directv sports pack or NFL package, whatever the hell they call it. And, and you're not watching every single game on red zone or whatever, you know, it's just, everybody's way too busy to deal with that. Now you have to have a waiver system and, and you have to make it fair for everybody to be able to get these players. So that's all I wanted to say on that. Yeah. And 
No, I mean, it, it to- totally in agreement with you, man. And what I was trying to, what I was going to say about the the payment thing was, I mean, look, the, the friends of mine that I kicked out of my leagues, I mean, it wasn't that they, it it, it was multiple times where they didn't pay. I mean, it was, I know in one instance, it was like the guy didn't pay until the end of the season. So I paid the winnings out of my pocket. Um, and then he eventually paid me. It was months after the season. I finally kept on him and he finally paid me. And then the second time, the same, the same thing happened. Um, and I finally was like, I just told him after he gave me the 20 bucks, I was like, thanks, but you're out of the league. And he just looked at me. He was like, I kind of figured that was coming. I'm like, yeah, like, can you blame me? And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's $20. Like you have a job. Like, I know you have money. It's not like this guy's broke, man. Like, I know he's not, I don't yeah. know what his deal is. He just doesn't pay. It's like the most annoying thing in the world. I know. And then, you know, our, our fantasy six pack league, like, look, I used to open that up to like random fans of the site. That got stopped real quick. There's two people in the league that, uh, were, you know, or I guess I'll consider them fans of the site. Um, they've been awesome. Those two guys, Jason and Adam, they are awesome. They pay every time. Mm-hmm. No problems. Uh, I've never had any issues with them in the four or five years we've had that league. They're in the football league as well. No issues at all. But there's other guys that have been in that league. They've come and gone real quick because they come in, they complain, they don't pay. I'm just like, you're not worth it, man. Like, and I so I just stopped it. Like, it basically turned into those two guys and everybody else is all fantasy six pack people at this point. Because I just was like, it's not worth my time, man. Like, it isn't, and it sucks because I, you know, I, I kind of enjoyed having to be in like half fantasy six pack and like half random fans just to like make you know converse with everybody that follows us on twitter and listens to the podcast and reads our stuff but sorry to all of you listening who might not be like that a few people have ruined it for you (laughs) it sucks because i really did enjoy the idea of that but it's just it got to be more hassle than it's necessary but the last thing i want to say though is the when you're setting up the league and this is this is really important too, and you know because we've spoken about rules and things like that. When you are setting up the league, be mindful of what you actually what the outcome of that rule to be. Like, what do you expect to happen when you set up that rule? Uh, whether it be a points league, whether it be head-to-head categories, like, what is your ultimate? and desire here with that and think about it. And then always what I do is I always think, okay, is there any way to exploit this? Is there any way to, um, you know, have this backfire and not end up being the way that I thought it was going to be. Honestly, think of the, almost the worst case scenario. And, um, and just, you know, pass it through a couple of different people. Be like, hey, do you guys see anything wrong with this? Because bad rules will will ruin a league too. And I've gone, you know, I'm in a league now where a couple of the rules are pretty iffy. And, um, and you know, we've gone back and forth a bunch of different times on them. And 
look, there were rules in the beginning of the league that a bunch of us exploited, and we're kind of just running house with it since. And um, people have dropped the league because of it. So that that's the last thing I want to say is just definitely pay attention to the rules that you set up and why you're setting them up that way and what the consequences of them will be. Um, so that's the last thing I had to say, but if you have any other questions about like how to set up a league, look, we have both run and been in multiple leagues before. So hit us up on Twitter. We will answer questions. If you have like, Hey, should I set it up this way? Should I set it up that way? What do you think of this? I'm always there to like help people. I've done it before. I have no issues doing it. Anyway, let's move on here. Um, I want to play a little game that I want to call real or fake. And <clears throat> no, I, I, I don't mean, you know, women's plastic surgery, if you know what I mean. Uh, I mean, these fast starts that some of these players are on uh, to begin the season. And there's no better place to start than Eric Thanes, the guy who came back over to the major leagues from the KBO, monster of the KBO. He is off to a ridiculous start. I think he homered in like five straight games. And, um, and so he's, you know, he's batting. I think he hit, I think he's hit seven home runs total. I mean, the guy is just on fire. Is this guy real or fake? Uh, I I think it's a little too early to tell, but I, I mean, I think he could be for real and I'm still kind of kicking myself right now for not drafting him in any of my deeper leagues um, or even picking him up before his massive tear last week. I mean, what, I think he hit five homers or six homers in five straight games or something like that. I don't, I don't know what he did today. I know he scored a run today. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's hitting 408. He's got the seven bombs, 12 RBIs and a 500 on base percentage. I mean, the other thing that we're not even really seeing from this guy yet is that he can move on the base pass. And I, I think that's something that, like I said, we, we haven't even touched on that yet. So it's it's just crazy that he's got no attempts yet. But, I mean, his OPS alone is 1.459 in 14 games. I mean, yes, it's a small sample size. And he wasn't doing this when he was in the majors before. But, um Man, uh, I you gotta think that this could be for real. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's not gonna keep up this pace. I mean, he no, I don't even know no, what the pace, the pace is. is but not, well, I think the I mean, power so could be is, for real, though. I mean, I think thirty home runs is easily attainable at this point. Possibly forty. I mean, this guy can obviously just hit the crap out of the ball. But yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I, I'm more I, on the real side than fake at this point. Yeah, I, I I think it could be for real. And like I said, I'm. It's hard to try to go and get this guy from his current owner because he, he's got to be owned in almost all the leagues now. 
Um, definitely 100% owned. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that you got to – you can try to trade for him, but you're going to be paying top dollar for him right now. So, see if this cools off a little bit, and then you can try to go after him and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt there's a slump coming. Maybe that's when you go try and get him. And I know it sucks to, like, go get a player that's slumping, but, you know, maybe that's when you go get him and hope he just bounces back and has a huge, you know, another big streak for himself. Um, Second guy, and I mean, it it was weird to put him on there, but Freddie Freeman, man, like, the reason why I put him on there is because I think a lot of people, myself included, kind of questioned whether or not the power – that he showed last year was for real. And look, he's already up to six home runs. Uh, I'm guessing that means he homered today already. Cause I think he was only at five when I did this earlier. Is that true? Uh, sure. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened in that game yet. So I cannot comment on that exactly, but <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised he, if he, he must have, he must have homered today. Uh, let's, let's look. Um, yes, he did. <laughs> oh, there you go. Man. I sent you the note about Adam Jones stealing the base and he got, the play was reviewed. Nope. Caught stealing. So much for that. Ah. <laughs> I know. Right. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> um, yeah, man. So, I mean, what do you think? Like, is this guy, I mean, <laughs> seven RBI though, that does suck. Like there's the Braves offense for you, even though they're hitting the ball really well, it seems like, but, how we only have seven RBI and six home runs, like that just sucks. But um, yeah, I mean, it, are you buying, you know, the real or fake about the power stroke with Freddie Freeman? Like this for this, this the real deal with him? I think so. I mean, he he's always had the power. Um, I, I would like to see the RBI total go up a bit, but you know, he's got to get some more people ahead of him on base, obviously, for that to happen. So. <sighs> You know, if the rest of the team can start putting it together a little bit better, that number is going to come up for sure. Um, he's going to get the power uh, and get the homers. So I think he's for real. I mean, he was a guy that I was targeting in a lot of my leagues because he wasn't a keeper um, and there wasn't much left in first base that I really wanted to, to go after. But, you know, his problem is that he strikes out a lot. Um, so, we'll, you know, you'd have to keep an eye on that um, because he is a free swinger. Uh, I mean, he's already got 12 strikeouts and 14 games played this year. Uh, so, I mean, almost almost one a game is a lot, especially if you're getting yeah. dead on negatives for that. So that that's the knock against them, obviously. And that the offense around him isn't great, but I mean, he's putting the numbers up. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I agree with you, man. I I think the power is legit. It's just the offense around him isn't, isn't superb. Um, On to some pitching here, James Paxton, who look, I, you know, I knew he had the talent. I didn't rank him very high because I think health is a big issue with him. And I'm always worried that this guy is going to get injured. But you couldn't ask for a better start from a pitcher at this point. 
a zero ERA. He's two and zero. He's got a twenty-two to four K to walk ratio in twenty-one innings. This guy is ridiculous right now, and there's so many people on Twitter just screaming, "I told you so!" And it's like, calm down. But still, like this is a great start. Is this real or fake? I I think it's a little fake. I mean, no one's going to maintain an, a zero ERA unless your name is Kershaw or Bumgarner or maybe even Syndergaard. But those guys don't have it. So um, but he's going to start getting hit up. People are going to figure him out. Um, I mean, he's averaging seven innings a start, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, 22 Ks, the only four walks is, is fantastic. But that's got to level off. I mean, he could keep a decent ratio. Um, he's just got to keep maintaining and, and locating his pitches, and I think that's what he's able to do right now. But like you said, he is an injury concern. And, you know, you, you got to just be wary of that. You know, hopefully this is the year that he gets past it if you're his owner and you're that guy on Twitter screaming out the I told you shows. But – um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's, uh, it's definitely a, a great start for sure. Yeah. Uh, if, if you own him, you are loving it. Cause he got, he came cheap in a lot of drafts. Um, another good start, man, Dylan Bundy. Uh, you know, this, this is the, <clears throat> excuse me. This is the pitcher that the Orioles badly need it looks like and maybe I'm getting a little homerish here um our, our good friend Jason would would love me for this but look this guy looks legit man you know a below two ERA in in three starts uh seven 17 Ks only three walks I, I mean and he's done it against some pretty good teams, you know, Boston. I mean, Toronto's struggling, but, you know, still, it it looks legit. I just like the way he pitches when he's out there. He attacks people. Yeah, I think that's that's a huge thing for him, you know, to, to have that confidence to just go after these guys and not care who they are. Um you know that that confidence is is starting to show, and it's going to continue to build the more he does it and the more he gets good results out of it. Um, so, you know, I I don't know if I can say that he's for real just because you know he was such a highly touted prospect and you know this was always supposed to be what he was doing, but he has not really shown this up to this point and he has been an injury concern as well so maybe he's maybe he's finally passed all that though and uh you know we can go from there with him but i do like what he's doing especially for the hometown O's. yeah definitely man uh another real or fake here kendall graveman now he is on the dl right now i don't think it's supposed to be serious looks like he's only gonna miss one start so i still put him on here uh, but you know he he's having himself a pretty good start to the season too. Um, what do you what do you think about his you know two ERA um, start here? Now now he doesn't have all the strikeouts that you would hope for, but 
know, he's he's getting a, a few more punch outs than he usually does in the past. Um, you know, what's what's your what's your thought here on on Graven, real or fake? Um, I'm gonna go with fake. I I fake with an asterisk, maybe. I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's a career. He he's you know, his ERA right now is half of what his career is at three ninety seven. You know, he's a a fifty fifty, just under maybe forty nine fifty one percent wins the losses guy with 18 and 20 in his, in his career. Um, and his whip is only at one right now and he's a career 132. So he's obviously gotten hit around in his first couple of years here. Um, you know, maybe this is his year where he's starting to figure it out. Obviously he's an injury concern now. Um, I feel like he was injured some last year too. I could be wrong on that, but, um, I mean, we'll have to see what ha- what he can do when he gets off the, the DL here, but I do like the start out of Graveman. Uh, he was someone that I was kind of targeting last year and ended up being a little disappointed in, in the production um, or lack thereof, really. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely a nice start for him. So I, I'm I'm going to say, I, I mean, I do need to see more, but I'm right Right now, I'm going to say fake, just based on his career numbers versus what he's doing right now. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just going to be one of those like it's going to be one of those nice April stories that we see every year, and it's just going to fall off a cliff because uh, he's yeah. just not this type of. He doesn't like he doesn't strike anybody out. I mean, his strikeout rate's even like way higher than it usually is, and so that that's what gets me. Um, I'm going to skip around here a little bit in the notes. Um, we we got we got Haniger here. Um, what's his other who Taylor? Oh, uh, ta- Taylor Moner. So I put both of these guys on because we were talking about Paxton, and I was like, oh, Seattle in general is really hot. So Haniger is is I know Haniger. You know, and I, yeah, Taylor Moder is the guy who took over for Segura. So he's oh, playing well, so in, in his tomorrow, place dude. right now. So who cares? Exactly. But <laughs> but the guy and, – and and his average isn't great. I mean, his, his stats aren't mind-blowing, but he's had some good games. You know, he's had three homers. He's only got six RBIs, the four walks um, – or four walks to 11 Ks in 12 games. So that, again, it, it's very – uh, Freddie Freeman-esque, um, minus the average, actually. But they're talking about him playing a little bit more at first base and, and keeping him in the lineup. So it's just more of a name to keep an eye on than, than anything right now. But, um, but yeah, Hanniger is off to a, a really solid start. 323, four homers, 15 RBIs, 11 walks two stolen bases with only one caught stealing. So, you know, he's somebody that, that most people I feel like are on to and then picked up at this point as well. Yeah. I mean, I drafted him in a couple of different leagues, so I, I, I love the start. I don't think the batting average is going to stay up, but I kind of think everything else could stay on pace here. Uh, it's kind of, kind of what I was hoping from him was a little bit of power, a little bit of steals. Um, so I, I, I love it. 
Um, you know, the the next guy we've got written down here is Avisail Garcia. This guy feels like he's been in the league a long time and just um, always has these like random streaks where he's good, and then you pick him up and he's nothing. Uh, yeah. But look, he's he's playing well, man. He's one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now. Um, not a ton of power, not a ton of speed, just kind of all around. You know, he he's he's the player that you were hoping Michael, you know, Michael Brantley was going to be like two years ago after he had his yeah. breakout season. You know, like this that's the oh, type yeah. of season he's having right now. It's like Michael Brantley ish, you know, good Michael Brantley even. Um, so, but well, what do you think about Garcia? Is this real or fake? I I think it's fake. I mean, he he's been in the league forever, like you said. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that he's gonna get on these little runs. Well, actually, he's only got five years in the league, so not really forever. But it seems like it's <laughs> been forever. Yeah. Maybe it's just because uh, I, I think know. I own him every year at some point, and it just feels like forever yeah. at this point. He he makes his way through through teams, um, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's three homers and thirteen RBIs is nice. Um, you know, only five walks, but he's another guy. He's got twelve Ks in fourteen games, and he's got no stolen bases, but has been caught twice. So, I think that he's one of those guys that you usually find on the waiver wire. You get a little bit of help out of him. Um, you know, maybe from average, his career is only 264, so he's not killing you there. But, you know, I feel like he's one of those guys that's – he's just a plug-and-play guy. You're going to go after him. You're going to see these little runs. And then once they start tailing off, you're going to drop him, and, and it's okay. Like, it's not a not a big deal. So he's like a two-week here, two-week there, you know college crush turned into short relationship. I don't know. It's, it's weird, but yeah. Uh, the, the last guy I've got here is no Mazzara. Look, I was all over him in the preseason when I, you know, I thought he was going to have a starting job. And then there was talks that he was, he was possibly going to platoon. And it was just like, well, maybe not. I kind of, I know I shot away from him. Dude, he's he's crazy good right now. Four home runs, seventeen RBI, twelve runs, batting three twenty eight. You're talking about all these guys that are striking out a ton, and he's not. I mean, he's only got a fourteen percent strikeout rate. I mean, this this is the real deal. Yeah, I think it could be. Um, I think he's gonna he's gonna make some people think for sure. Um, but I mean, he's probably owned by most people at this point as well. I, I just think he's yeah, he's a he's solid prospect. Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's true. So, you know, the people that drafted him are definitely happy with the production that they're getting out of him. So, I think it's a real deal. I, I think he's going to continue to put up numbers. Um, I mean, the RBIs is is what really jumps out to me. But, well, I think uh, he had like a grand slam or something too at one point. Uh, okay, he, he had like a really crazy good game. So the RBI might be a little inflated, but yeah, he had a six RBI game 
in like the fourth game of the no. season. So yeah. it's a little right, well, That'll do that. Still, still though, he's at a three, a two, a three. I mean, he's racking them up. It don't matter. He's he's playing well. And he'll get some stolen yeah. bases. He only has one, but this guy can run too. So, um, and just wait. I mean, that Texas offense is gonna. That, they're struggling right now, but he's gonna. They're gonna heat up. You know, get get Beltre back. They're gonna heat up for sure. So I'm. Uh, that that offense is gonna be nasty with with him around. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah. I mean, that's that's just a you know. We, you know, I feel like we kind of do the same game every year at the beginning of the season. But you know, it's it's a good exercise to do. You know, if these these are these hot starts are actually sustainable or not. You know, because you get them every year and everybody goes crazy over them. Yeah, dude. Some of the stuff I get on Twitter, man, it's like, should I, you know, should I pick up? People are asking me like if I should, if they should drop decent pitchers for guys like. Jason Vargas and I was like, no, 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 no. I know the guy's not pitching well right now, but you, Jason Vargas is not good. And like that's another one. Like you know, I didn't write him down because we could talk forever about guys that are on hot starts. But yeah, you know, this is again, it's just another one of those. Most of these aren't for real. So calm. You got to calm down a little bit. Um, that said, though, let's move on to some injuries. There's a lot of injury news to to go through here, so I'll, I'll kind of rip through them. You you step in whenever you want to make some comments here, like we usually do. So I'm going to start out with Josh Josh Donaldson, calf strain on the DL, out two to four weeks. Big blow. You know the Toronto offense is struggling hard, and it's not going to get any better with him out. So. Um, as a big blow, I own him in two different leagues, so <laughs> that sucks real bad. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, and we do in our in our points league. Him and yeah. Mickey both sitting on our bench right now because we didn't think Mickey was going to play this week. Um, uh, that's another conversation for another day. But damn weekly leagues, yeah, man, I don't get it. Um, Rich Hill, he returned this past Sunday from a blister. Pitch four innings, and now he's back on the DL with a blister. So, yeah. I don't know what to do about this guy. I think I'm just going to stay away from him at this point and not go anywhere near him. Everybody, He can be somebody else's problem. Uh, he's probably going to yeah, be in the DL for a while at this point, I would imagine. I wasn't, I wasn't really targeting Rich Hill this year. I mean, he had a, a good year last year when he was healthy but it's the same old story. I mean, he's always on the DL. You you have to factor that when you draft this guy. So I'm okay with not owning him anywhere. Yeah, he can he can sit out there. I'm sure he'll get, you know, now that he's on the DL, people will just probably stash him in the DL spots, but whatever. Um, Zach Britton, forearm strange. Strain? Did I say strange? Um, yes. <laughs> Um, forearm strain. They can say all they want that this isn't a big deal, but dude, I am super, super worried about this. Forearm strains usually don't end well. They usually lead to Tommy John or something 
really bad. I don't know. I'm just I'm worried, and I think Brad Brock is. Like I know that they've come out and said that it's Brad Brock or Darren O'Day. I think this is Brad Brock all day, every day, that they get a chance to do it. O'Day's been kind of messy the beginning of the year. Brad Brock's been nothing but, you know, nothing short of perfect at this point. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Brock, you know, even if it's short term, just go pick him up. You'll get three or four, probably three or four saves at this point. Um, out of him while Britain's on the DL at the very least. <clears throat> Another pitcher we got here from Colorado, John Gray. He has a stress fracture in his foot. He's going to be out to late May. So hopefully if you have him, you've got DL spots. That's a tough one to hold on to for, you know, over a month at this point. But if you don't have DL spots, but that that's a huge blow. Colorado's been playing really well. And, you know, Gray's a, a big reason why they're – projected to be pretty good this year. So that that's a big loss for them. Uh, Marcus Simeon, he had surgery on his wrist. Um, they're saying he's going to be out six to eight weeks, I think is what I read. So, and this one, dude, this one really came out of nowhere. I was just, I just happened to be listening to the radio yesterday and it was like, oh yeah, Marcus Simeon's going to get surgery. It was like, what? Where'd that come from? Um, there was no signs that he was injured. It just sort of happened. So that's really random. An interesting note about that is, um, like, look, they're going to use, I think it seems like Adam Rosales or something like that. Um, but they've they've got a pretty big-time prospect sitting there waiting in the minors uh, right now. And um, Yeah. Um, Franklin Barrado. Franklin, Franklin Barrado. You know, look, I'm in the Dynasty League. I drafted him, expecting him to get the call up this year at some point. Um, same thing like with Austin Meadows in Pittsburgh. They're going to wait, and they're not going to pull him up. But I have to think that he's going to get the call sooner rather than later at this point. And, um, you know, because I don't know how much longer they can deal with what they've got. I mean, look, Oakland's not going to be great, but, you know, you don't want to sit there and just completely give up in early April just because you won't bring up somebody who's absolutely crushing the ball in the minors right now. Uh, the DL guy going on the DL is, and it's kind of coincidence that he went on the DL. I don't know what to say here, but Sam Dyson, uh, like they blew, he blew another save on Sunday after they talked about him getting removed and evaluating their closer role. So we got another, another shot at it, blew it again. Uh, he has like a, I don't even know what his ERA is. It's awful. So he's on the DL now. I think Matt Bush is the guy right now to get uh, Jared Jeffries could get, could be in the mix. But Matt Bush, I think, is the guy to get right now. But look out for, uh, I think his first name is Keon Kela. Kela. Um, this guy's got some electric stuff. He's just a, I think he's just a head case right now. I mean, he even got sent down. He didn't make the major league squad because he was a locker room virus at this point. Like, he just, they were like, nope, you need to get your act straight, and then you can come back. 
And uh, but you know this guy was up a couple of seasons ago, and he was awesome. And then he got hurt last year. Uh, th- this guy should be their closer at some point, but I don't think they're going to give it to him right now. I think they're going to make him earn it for sure. Um, yeah. Some guys. Yeah, some guys somebody coming... that they've had. I was going to say someone that they've had in their system for a while, but yeah, he's just been not good, you know, mentally. I feel like to help that team. So see what happens there. Yeah. Um, I think you, you wrote down one guy that went on the deal just recently and, and I forgot to do it. So I'll, I'll let you throw that one out there. It's a good call. All right. Yeah. There's a couple that I wrote down. Both, uh, both Sanchez players, Gary Sanchez went on, uh, I think before our show last week, um, we probably yeah, talked see, about yeah, him, been, but yeah, so he he threw for the first time today. It sounds like he's progressing well. Um, I mean, it was only playing catch from sixty feet, but he's still out for for a few weeks here. Um, Aaron Sanchez is the one that went on this past week. Right. Um, he's he's got a fingernail issue, and he had a minor procedure done yesterday to remove part of a fingernail. I guess. Um, I think it was to help with with uh, like a blister, wasn't it? A blister, yeah, yeah. So they're hopeful that he can return next week um, after this procedure's been done now, but uh, they're they're still kind of playing it by ear to see what he can do. So hopefully that's that's one that comes back sooner rather than later. Yeah, he he's good. I ended up last year in the league, man. He was awesome. Um, Couple, a couple of guys that, that are nearing return or on the way back to returning. Trey Turner tested out his hamstring. I don't really know what the results are. I, I can't, I can't find anything unless it's just popped up in the last couple hours here. But uh, I know he was supposed to test out his hamstring. Uh, oh, stole a base in an extended spring training play. So I, I guess that's good news. You know, he'll probably go on a, a minor, uh, on a short minor league rehab assignment and uh, he could be activated. You know, they're, they're, they're still saying like the end of the month, but you know, it might even be before that at this, at this point, you know, only got a couple weeks, but you know, maybe give him a, just a few games down there. Uh, Matt Kemp, he's on rehab re- assignment right now. He could return as early as tomorrow. They're, they're saying, so that's that's good news for Matt Kemp owners. And then Sonny Gray, um, he is finally looking like he's healthy uh, from a lat strain in the spring. He's going on a rehab assignment. Expect him to be out for a, for a couple more weeks. I would expect they're saying they're saying maybe end of the month, but I would I would kind of think that this goes a little longer than that. Um, I, I think they're gonna take it slow with him. So if anybody has still has high hopes for Sonny Gray, then, you know, you're going to, you're going to get to see what he's all about sooner rather than later here. So that's all I've got for the injuries, but I do have one bit of, I guess it's not really breaking news anymore, but it was relatively soon before the show started. And that's Blake Trinan. The Washington closer is out. He is no longer, he's been removed from the closer role. Uh, we saw Sean Kelly yesterday get the save after training, like loaded the bases, let up a run, and just, he hasn't looked good since like the first week of the season. 
And so, you know, now, now they're talking, it's going to be a committee approach between Sean Kelly and Coda Glover. I kind of think that Kelly's going to get the first crack at it right now. Um, but we, we all know that Dusty Baker likes Coda Glover. Um, but I think ultimately this team needs to trade for a closer. I don't think either one of these guys is super ready to, to take over the role. Um, I mean, Kelly hasn't been that good except for the last couple of games. And, you know, Glover's all over the place. He's he's real hit or miss. Although, he, I mean, he's got electric stuff, but I think the kid's like 23 years old. So, you know, that's it, that usually – you don't usually see guys that young come in and just be super elite closers right away. So, um, but, but that's, that's the, the big news for the night and for the day. So, um, yeah, that, that's what yeah, we got um, there. But I think, uh, I, I mean, I think Kelly's going to end up with it. He, he was their go-to last year once they got, uh, I guess, rid of Papelbon. Um, that may even have been the year before, but whoever they had last year that, that they got rid of. And then Kelly came in and, and he, he did a decent job. Um, I think it's his job to lose at this point. And obviously we've already seen one guy lose it. So I don't think he's got the most electric stuff as it is, but you know, unless Washington's offense keeps ticking and, uh, and they don't really need saves. They're just going to be getting guys out. Um, but speaking of closers, uh, Brad Brock just got the save on eight pitches, I go. believe. There you um, go. Came in and first pitch, one one out against Duvall, and then he struck out Suarez, and then uh, Schilder just grounded out. So eight pitches and one save. I like it. That works for me, man. Uh, so yeah. let's let's close out the show here with uh, my favorite segment. Uh, so, so we got a couple of questions here, and this one's right up, right up your alley, man, because I know how you you like to do this. So I know this guy's in a a points format. Uh, Daniel Hodgetts at D Hodge three four three four. He is asking Brad Brock or Michael Waka for his relief pitcher spot in a points league. Um, for his relief pitcher spot, because Waka has yeah. relief pitcher eligibility. Yeah, but I mean he's starting now. I. I think you play matchups there. I mean, it, is it a daily or weekly? I guess that's kind of the that I don't know. That I do not know. If it's weekly, I think you still got to go Brock. If he's playing enough games, um, you know, if it's a six or seven game week for them, um, if it's a two start week for Waka and the matchups are good, then. I think you go walk. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer that without knowing to set up. Yeah, but. I mean, point, points are hard to give answers to. I mean, I've told this guy this about a bajillion times, but, you know, it's, it's tough because you don't know the scoring rules. I've asked them, and they're buried in my Twitter somewhere. Uh, I should probably yeah. save them on, like, notepad because 
I feel like this guy yeah, asks me questions like multiple times a day. But uh, it's, and it's cool. I don't care. But yeah, the daily it, league. I'm still playing a closer most days, unless you know you want to load up on starts one day. But you could potentially still play both of them if it's a daily league. So uh, my guess with that, it's probably weekly league. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know, man. It's, it's, uh, it. You know, I, I, I kind of, I think I. I think I told him I still would go with Walker just because, I mean, there's very good chance that Brock's out of the closer role in a week and a half. So it's like, what do you do? I'm like, but I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I hate giving up Brock because like if this does turn into a big issue with, with Britain, then then he's going to be super valuable. But uh, yeah, I think I I lean Walker a little bit there, but um. You know, and so second question here that I just got, who do I keep as my last starting pitcher? Uh, this is from our, our, our friend Timster2340. Mike Leake, Jason Vargas, or uh, Amir Garrett? As his last keeper? As his last starting pitcher. Oh, starting pitcher. I was like, what? Uh, I don't know, man. Leak's been really good so far. I mean, we we seen what kind of blow ups he's had in the past, so I'm a little worried about that. But I, I think he, I think you got to go with Leak. Yeah, I do too. I, I think I think Leak's the way to go here. Garrett's really good, um, but uh, he's a young guy. We know how you know one bad start can just start the snowball effect real quick for somebody like Garrett, but he's, dude, I think he struck out like over 12 Orioles tonight, even though the Orioles won. It's, it's an unbelievable game. Like he just destroyed us ultimately. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I think, I think it's gotta be, I think it's gotta be league just, just more for playing it. And I hate sometimes doing this, but sometimes you just gotta play it safe and like leaks, leaks gonna be, safe you kind of know what you're getting from leak most of the time so you know be that as it may um and yeah so so that's that's all i've got for the twitter questions tonight but we will be back next week same time as always and um hit us up on twitter at fantasy six pack or at Applegar, Algar, Applegarth, Algar. I was so close. And uh, yeah, right there. you got it. I know. I was so close. I said it. I was like, damn it. Why did I cut it short? Applegarth, Algar. And uh, we're always here to answer your questions. Call into the show whenever you want. And um, if you got nothing else, we can say goodbye. Yeah, man. I'm good. Uh, I'm not cutting out, so that's good. No, yeah, you're going to have stand to. by that window from now on. <laughs> I know, I may have to rearrange my basement now. So, <laughs> all right. Six pack out. All right. See, oops, I clicked See. the wrong one. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I was going to say, I, was I, like, Wait a minute. I clicked the wrong outro music. Whatever. <laughs> nice. See you later, everybody. Nice. <laughs>